Hello, I'm Michelle Smith. I am an intern here at New Life Church Network, and I am so excited to bring a word to you this evening. Good evening, New Life. I want to welcome you into our online campus midweek gathering. Happy Thanksgiving. I cannot believe that Thanksgiving is already here, but it is definitely here. I hope this message will give you encouragement and hope as you gather with your families to celebrate Thanksgiving and share what God is doing in your life. This is a great opportunity to step out in faith and share the hope that we have in Jesus. As I was praying about what God would have me share with you this special week when we are reflecting and sharing what we are thankful for, he kept telling me to share about encouragement and what a powerful tool it is as we gather with our families this week. I would like to start out by reading a passage out of Luke 5, 17 through 25. Um, Feel free to turn in your Bible and, and follow along with me. One day, Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee, and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. There is a lot packed into these verses, and I want to unpack it together with you. First, I noticed that in verse 17, that the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Did you know you possess that same power? Because of the Holy Spirit, we have the same power to heal the sick. Turn with me to John 14, verse 12. See. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. God held nothing back from us with the power of the Holy Spirit, is here for us to live in the authority of Jesus Christ. I want to emphasize the fact that this verse says we will do even greater things And we all know Jesus did some amazing things while he was on this earth. Healing, miracles, 
turning water into wine, driving out demons. He set the perfect example of how to live out our faith. We can't follow an example we don't take the time to learn about. It is vital to study the scriptures, spend time in prayer to be an effective encourager to the people in our lives. Second, there was too much of a crowd to get the paralyzed man in through the door. They quickly found another way to get their friend to Jesus. The paralyzed man's friends were willing to do anything to get him to Jesus because they knew he would be healed. They didn't wish or hope. It wasn't a maybe if it's the right time. And they certainly didn't, didn't let the crowd or religious leaders keep them from getting their friend to Jesus. They were completely in tune with Jesus and knew that was the exact time to bring their friend to Jesus for healing. This challenges me to be that in tune with the Holy Spirit, to know exactly when to speak and act and reach the people He has placed in my life. And that comes from having a relationship with Him, reading His Word, meditating on His Word, memorizing His Word, praying and learning to understand the sound of His voice. This takes all of the pressure off of me. I just need to follow God's lead to lead my loved ones to Jesus. I need to allow space in my life for God to direct my steps, guide my conversations, and open the doors to have the conversations that will point people to the healer. We don't have to be Bible scholars or know all the answers. We just need to get people to Jesus and our faith will heal our loved ones. It really is that simple. Third, I want to point out that it wasn't the paralyzed man's faith, but the faith of his friends that impressed Jesus. And Jesus responded to their faith by showing up that day and healing the paralyzed man. I want you to take a minute and think about your family and friends that you may be gathering with this week. Is there anyone that is hurting, sick, struggling in their relationships or finances? According to this text, you have the power to bring them to Jesus for healing and new life. Your faith is powerful, more powerful than I think we realized. Turn with me to Matthew 17, verse 20. Let's see. I have them marked here. Let's see. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Our faith is powerful enough to move a mountain. It's certainly powerful enough to get our people to Jesus. We just need to step out in faith, have the scary conversation, really meet people where they are with love. If there's a family member that is harsh in their communication, be an example of how to speak the truth in love with gentleness and kindness. 
Look, I know this is not easy, but with God, nothing is impossible. And we have each other to keep our feet planted on the rock and not waver in our faith and obedience to God. Fourth, Jesus offers the same forgiveness to all who believe in him. It's not about saying the right thing or always being there when people need you. Just like in this story, we need to get our people to Jesus, period. That is it. However it looks like, however many times we are told no, we need to never stop reaching for our loved ones and getting them to Jesus. Did you notice these men did not accept any obstacle? They were going to get their friend to Jesus no matter what, even if it meant tearing down a roof to get him to where he would be healed. This really challenged me, and I hope it challenges you too at home. It's so easy to get complacent in our call to spread the good news and say things to ourselves like I invited them to church so many times and they always say no or I know where they stand with God and there's no way I will convince them otherwise you're right you won't convince them otherwise you just need to get them to Jesus as I was preparing this message I was shaken to my very core you see I was that paralyzed man for 10 years I had moved away from my family and friends and walked away from God and was isolated. I was in a very dark place and forced to do things that could only be explained as an atrocity. The things I was exposed to, the evil that is in this world, and the fact that there were several times that I should have lost my life. That completely changed the way I saw this world. People, myself, ashamedly, even God. I was paralyzed by sin, guilt, shame, and fear. But you know what? The whole time, I never stopped praying for God to rescue me. I sang the beautiful hymns my grandmother sang with me as a little girl. I clung to the faith that had been planted deep in my heart as a child. And there were people that never gave up on me. There was more than one hand reaching into the pit that I was trying to crawl out of. And just when I thought I was stuck forever, God used my grandfather's faith to pull me out of that pit. I grabbed onto his hand and I didn't let go until I was out of that pit. It's a long story, but miraculously, I came home after almost 10 years of being away from my family and utterly lost in this world. I was welcomed home in the same way as the prodigal child. My family not only took me back, they loved me and embraced me with open arms and open hearts. The thing that has always stuck out to me is there were dozens of people that were encouraging me with phone calls, written letters, prayer and fasting, and they never gave up 
for 10 years, they never gave up. They did not care that my parents or other people were reaching for me. They all kept their hands in the pit and prayed that I would latch onto just one of them and experience freedom. Uh, Turn with me to Psalm 40 verse two. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Because of this experience, I see the lost in a whole new light. Looking back, there were so many obvious signs that God was sending me to get me to run back to him. But I was in such deep denial that I missed every one of them. I needed the faith of the people God sent to encourage me to bring me to Jesus. Next, I want to talk about how to have the faith to bring our loved ones to Jesus. If we want to lead our loved ones to Jesus, we must allow God, yes, I said allow God to heal our hearts first. Allow him to perform miracles in our hearts and minds to lift the weight off of our hearts so our focus is not on other sin, but our own sin and begging God to remove our sin so we can share Christ, just as it says in his word, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. For too long, this is the part I missed. I wanted to lead my loved ones to Jesus more than anything, but I was filled with too much guilt and shame to ever tell anyone about my past, and it was blocking me from sharing Christ authentically. Physically, I was free, but inside, I was very much in prison. Deep down, there was so much sin that I had not accepted God's forgiveness for, and it was literally killing me on the inside. For everyone watching online, I want you to honestly ask yourself, is there anything inside my heart that is blocking me from experiencing healing and freedom so my faith in Jesus can heal my friends and family. Notice in verse 22, it said, Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Now ask yourself the same question again, this time knowing that God knows what you're thinking in your heart. Is there anything you need to lay at the feet of Jesus so he can remove it from your heart and you can experience true freedom and healing? Psalm 139, 23 through 24 puts it this way. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Hiding our pain blocks us from experiencing the fullness of God. Full freedom, full forgiveness, full mercy. And that is why we can go to church, read our Bible, and be faithful, yet feel so far from God. I'm here today to tell you that this is where I was stuck for over a decade after God rescued me and brought me home. 
And it's a miserable place to be, to be so close to new life, yet so far. Our pain will rear its ugly head when we least expect it in our closest relationships. Our sin will be the object of Satan's torment. Our sin will keep us bound with guilt and shame. We need to pull it all out and surrender it all to God so we have the capability to receive his grace and mercy fully and completely, to wake up out of the stupor that our pain has caused us to stay stuck in. We need to shift our perspective about life, even about God. I know firsthand that this can happen overnight when you really surrender and finally reach the end of yourself and say, okay, God, my whole life is yours. Have your way in me, not my parents, not my husband, not my kids. Have your way in me, God. Change me, heal me. I will do whatever you ask. I'm done trying to figure this life out on my own. God will take you from glory to glory, but it starts with a true leap of faith. I'm so grateful that God led me to the place that I needed to find healing and freedom. Every single New Life pastor played a huge role in me finally letting go and receiving the Holy Spirit. Until I received the Holy Spirit, I was numb to what had happened to me so many years ago and the stains that it left on my heart. I did not realize the effects of not bringing it into the light. It led to pain in my close relationships and blocked me from getting my friends and family to Jesus because I could not carry that burden and live out my faith on a daily basis. Um, I'm going to read out of Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How about you? Is there anything blocking you from living out your faith on a daily basis? I want to challenge you now as we come to the end of another year to make it a habit to wake up and ask God to search your heart every morning. God will keep revealing things that need to be removed and he has given us free will. So we must continue to surrender ourselves to him on a continual basis. This is where you will really start to see how powerful God is when we truly die to ourselves and let the fullness of his power work through our lives. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
I have accepted that I will never be perfect. Nobody here on earth will ever be perfect. And that is okay. In fact, it's better than okay. It's how God planned it. That we were never meant to be the perfect wife, the perfect mom, the perfect friend, the perfect daughter, the perfect coworker, and your parents, husband, children, friends, and coworkers were never meant to be perfect either. Doesn't that fact relieve so much pressure off of your heart? I want you to really take that in, especially this time of year when there's so much pressure to have everything perfect. If you're joining online, type, I'm not perfect in the comments. I love that our church is a place where you can really take off the mask and not be judged. That is why myself and so many others have experienced healing and breakthrough as a result of the ministries of New Life Church Network. And we want you to experience the same freedom that God has to offer you. God sent you and me here to point people to the perfect God. Mark 16, 15 through 16. He said, go to them. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven with any regrets that I could have saved people from eternal condemnation. God has put you here for such a time as this and place the people in your life he wants you to preach the gospel to. I want to challenge everyone that is watching now or later to fully surrender to God tonight. Anything that is keeping you from having full access to God and really receiving his forgiveness so that we can bring our loved ones to Jesus and our faith can heal them. If you're watching now, I want to challenge you to comment, I surrender all, and we can celebrate your freedom together as a church family. The next step is to ask God to point out the people that are literally right in front of you and ask God to give you eyes to see the people that are paralyzed and need to be brought to Jesus for healing and reach into that pit and don't stop reaching until someone, someone gets them to Jesus. Never give up. Meet them where they are with love. Not a 10 point plan of how to get them out of the pit. Not a bunch of questions of how or why they got there. Just love. Remember, Jesus is the one that heals. We just need to get them to the healer. I'm reminded of a quote I heard a long time ago. It says, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. My challenge to all of us this Thanksgiving is to surrender our hearts first, accept God's forgiveness and reach for our loved ones this week and get them to Jesus. So God can use our faith to heal the ones we love most. Will you take on this challenge? 
Will you allow God to heal your heart and perform miracles in your life, in your marriage, in your family? I hope you will go on this journey with me. It's not easy by any means, but it is also one of the most beautiful journeys I have ever embarked on to reveal all of myself to God and to see him reveal himself to me in return. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are the healer. Thank you that you never start stop chasing our hearts down, God. God, I know we are all imperfect and we all make mistakes. I pray in Jesus' name, if there is anyone watching now or later that is hiding any guilt or shame, that you would speak to them and remind them that even with the mistakes they have made, you would still choose them. You would still die on the cross for their sin. And there is nothing we could ever do that would cause you to abandon us. God, I pray for everyone that is ready to take their leap of faith tonight. This is your moment. Jump off that cliff and let God carry you and heal your heart. I pray that tomorrow as we gather around our tables, that you are what we are most thankful for. I pray you will give each of us boldness and strength to tell our loved ones specifically how you have carried us all through this challenging year and all that you are doing in our lives. I pray that you would ignite a fire in our heart to start reaching and never stop until we can get our people to Jesus. No matter how long it takes, God, you know the exact plan for everyone's life. God, you came to seek and save the lost. I pray that you would align our heart with yours and give us hearts that are always searching for people you sent us here to point to you. God, thank you for all you are doing and all you are going to do in our lives. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.